Warning, this episode may contain explicit language and spoilers for the entirety of the Reordenverse. What's up, guys? Hey, guys. Welcome to episode 14, Confederate Clarices Spa and Resort. <laughs> See what I did there? See, see. Ha, 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 ha. Very funny. <laughs> We get it, Kate. You spend are you going to put that at the end of the mashup title? See what I did there? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna leave it in. a long title. All right. Joe, we are finally in the actual Sea of Monsters. Yeah, we're in it. It's, it's good. We're getting some real Persimmon content. I'm sorry for a bit loud. I'm riding on a bit of a sugar high at the moment. I haven't had anything to eat today, and I just ate a whole sleeve of Oreos for lunch. So, <laughs> that's where we're at. Yep, that's how we're doing. And I get to go back to work right after I finish this, so this is awesome for me. Bit stressful. Let's do it. Oh, it's fine. It's <laughs> because yesterday when we were going to record, I was literally, like, dead on my feet. I know. I watched you. <laughs> you were walking around. I went back to my room for, like, four naps and didn't have any naps. You were walking around like a zombie. I was like, oh. <laughs> Good to know. This is what I get for not taking days off. Mm-hmm. When I really should. Okay. Well, Joe, we're finally in the sea. How, How do we feel? Well, let's see. Um, where's the first chapter? Okay, so they've just escaped Princess Andromeda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. And so they're going to go. They're going to meet a Hydra. Basically, this chapter that we're about to go into is basically just like a linking one. Thank you. Yes, I was going to touch on this because this chapter is as unnecessary, I think, as Krusty's waterbed palace. Oh yeah. It's like, as unnecessary because when I was doing my research, I was thinking necess- maybe it has something to do with Jason and the Argonauts, or maybe Odysseus. No. No. It's Hercules, so... No, yeah. It doesn't really have anything to do with anything. The only thing... The only relevant part of this chapter is that it leads us to Clarice. Yeah. But the whole chapter itself, granted it's only like six pages long... Yeah. Yeah, it's useless. <laughs> yeah, so, well, should we dive right in then? Hell yeah, let's do this! Okay, so, in Chapter 10, we hitch a ride with dead Confederates. Percy, Annabeth, and Tyson sail the four winds of the earth and make their way to Chesapeake Bay, where Annabeth stored a half-blood safe house during her time as a runaway with Luke and Talia. The trio don't have much time to relax as they're faced with a hungry Hydra, but Clarice comes in hot to save them by blasting the monster apart before it can eat her campmates. I explicitly didn't write friends, Mm. because they're not friends. Oh, they could be. So... If she tried hard. Granted, okay. Yeah. So I do have a point. Like, I did have a couple of tags in this chapter, just to point out. Yeah. And I thought, my first tag here is really ironic, because while they're on the boat, I feel like the little rowboat or, you know lifeboat. Yes. The little one that's useless. Yeah. Anyway. The dinghy. The dinghy. Yeah. Or the tinny, whatever you want to call it. Anyway. But, um, they iris message Chiron and I was like, of course! Of course it gets to the bit where it's like the most important sentence he needs to say to Percy. Oh, yeah. And it gets cut off. I was oh, yeah. like, oh, it's such cheesy, horrible writing. I was yeah. like, that is my least favourite <laughs> kind of way to you know, block people's knowledge, but yeah. it's the simplest way to do it. And I'm yeah, like, that's good, lazy. It's, yeah, it's a good device to use when you're writing, but it does piss off whoever's reading it. Oh and like, God. it's it's a good like foreshadowing thing. It's not subtle foreshadowing at all, but no. it's, you know, it's there. I'm like, it's so lazy. Do a better job. Yeah. This it, is for children, Joe. 
Oh, it just annoys the shit out of me. Like, they do it on, like, TV shows and stuff yeah. like that, too. And I just want to throw Cut something. Cut to something else. <laughs> yeah, I just want to throw something at the TV every time I do it. I'm like, ah, stop yeah. it! <laughs> well, okay, before we get into any of that, my first note that I wrote for this chapter is, what a great start to a chapter. And I realise it's because in the last episode and the last chapter, we left it off on a really good cliffhanger. Yeah. And this is jumping straight back into that cliffhanger. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it works for us having, you know, read those chapters last week and then had a break and then read these chapters this week but if you're reading this straight up it's not that much of a cliffhanger like it's solved straight away there's no i don't know reward i guess for having to wait for the next yeah chapter like if you're reading a book on wattpad or something and you were reading it as it's coming out and the you know author leaves it on a cliffhanger and then you have to wait another however long to get the next chapter yeah makes sense then but in a published book the art of the cliffhanger doesn't really work unless it's the very end of the book yeah I mean, it works for us here, because, you know... Yeah, as I mean, we, well, this doesn't really but, count, but yeah. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't really count. <laughs> but yeah, so that's... I mean, that's the first note that I... Unless people had. are reading... Uh, unless people are literally reading along with us. Yeah. Um, Which you could be, feel free, but we will spoil things. Oh, they, well, they could be reading along for the first time, reading along for the second time, and they're just sort of like, yeah. Hundredth time? Hundredth time. Oh, maybe. Like at, least, at least 47. At least. At least 47 for me. What? <laughs> No, ten. Ten. It's a ten. It's a ten. You can't take that back. It's <laughs> from friends. So, yeah, so we get to them obviously calling Chiron, and I love this scene because yeah. it is just the image of Chiron stuck in the mud trying to be around his brethren who are, you know, rager like centaurs, like ready to have yeah. a party, literally called party ponies, whatever. <laughs> Which, what a great time. All in my head that I had was, and we've just watched a few seasons of Parks and Rec, all my head was Ben at Andy and April's oh, Halloween yeah. party, and he's just there like, I hate everything, I hate everyone, <laughs> uh, you didn't give me any notice, like, just being the worst person at a party, that is what I'm imagining Kyron as right now. We love Ben, we're just gonna point that out. Yeah. We love we're Ben, Parks and, and Rec, I first time is over here, and we're loving it. I personally love Ron Swanson, like, he can't not... I freaking love him! He's so amazing! So we're talking to Chiron, and then it's obviously, you know, a uh, shoddy connection. connection. That's yeah. the word I was looking for, thank you. And so it like cuts off right as they're getting into what we really want to know well, and answering ironic. questions that we really want to know. And then work. they're getting towards Miami. Well, not Miami, they're getting towards um, Virginia Beach, which I think <laughs> is in Florida. <laughs> yeah. Uh, can I just also add a little thing here that was like, but Annabeth just complimenting Percy that he's, you know, a GPS system. In the oh, world. yeah. She's like, that is so cool! <laughs> and here's Percy like, she's complimented me, but at what cost? <laughs> <laughs> at what cost? I sound like a nerd. That's <laughs> why she likes you. Oh, bro, it's why she likes you. Nerd. So but yeah, so we get into Annabeth taking them to uh, a safe house that she made, and then she tells us that, you know, she and Luke and Talia made half a dozen of these and she probably wouldn't even, Luke probably wouldn't even remember where it was. And I was like, okay, you made half a dozen of these. We know that you were runaways for however long before Rover found you. Yeah. But you didn't have any, like, stuff. This is my thing. I literally have a tag here that's like, how the fuck did they make one, let alone half a dozen? Like, how did they stock them up? Where'd they get all this Talia's obviously just, like, stolen, you know... Every scrap from her mother's bank account. <laughs> from her rich mum before, you know, running away. 
Yeah, but that literally was my first note on here. I was like, how did they, where did they get all this shit? How did I get here? How did I get here? Anyway, but I also had another point before that, which was like, just again, another pointing out that Percy's a New York purist. <gasps> yes, I also wrote the same thing. <laughs> yeah. It, was like, it wasn't Manhattan, so I didn't like it. Yeah. Um, and you're trying to tell me this kid went to college in California, which is not Manhattan. Uh, yeah. Funny story. Likely, likely story there, Rick. I was like, wow, look at that. God, what a purist. <laughs> it wasn't Manhattan, so I didn't like it. God, that's I shut up. like it. I also had a note down here that um, right after we found out that they made plenty of hiding spots, Percy's like, yeah, sure they did. I mean, I shouldn't be bothered that it was, you know, Annabeth, Talia, and Luke, but I feel like uncomfortable's not the right word. No. I was jealous. <laughs> I was like, what were you jealous of, Percy? <laughs> Spending time with Luke. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, and then... <clears throat> sorry, I just had a drink of my water to get the taste of Oreo out of my mouth. So then we start talking about the most pointless segue I think that I've ever read in a book, and it's the analogy of the connection that Rick's trying to make between how convenience stores and fast food chains just pop up out of nowhere, and it's to do with... <laughs> it's your greased. Oh, it just... Yes, it's, like, creative, but he's made it such a metaphor that you, if you were reading this as a middle schooler, you probably wouldn't even really know what he was talking about and the references that he's making. Like, he says that two Hermes kids in the 1950s figured it out. That's a reference to the two men who invented Maccas for our American listeners. McDonald's. <laughs> McDonald's. Like, that's that's a reference to that, but... Middle school kids wouldn't know that. So this falls flat. Unless they were real Maccas enthusiasts. (laughs) Yeah, and then the other thing about it is that children of the Greek gods then wouldn't have been going around breeding hydras just to make more stores and make themselves more money. Yeah, they're not... Like, that's... Because... I mean, out of all of them, I think Hermes would be the one to do it. But, like... You know what I mean? Maybe Ares, but then again... Yeah. yeah. (laughs) But, like, the consorting with monsters or whatever, like, using monsters to your benefit isn't a half-blood thing to do. And also, you've explicitly stated pretty much every point up until now that half-bloods don't really live past their teens. Yeah. And the ones that do are, like, few and far between to the point where they're, like, immensely famous. Yeah. Two Hermes kids who are going around breeding hydras and cutting off their heads to make more and to make more heads and make more stores, it's not going to go unnoticed. No. And so, like, you go and die. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I'm getting at? I feel like I'm just, uh, yeah. Yeah. I feel yeah, like I'm I just yelling like, about something that no one even cares about. I should feel like I should point out that, um, <laughs> well, that's like me when I go on my rants and you're like, yes, Joe. <laughs> I'm like, well, it has to be said. But I just, I hope <laughs> these listeners have figured out, you know, our two biggest, so my biggest grievance and your biggest grievance. So my biggest grievance is the whole cliffhanger, like, the false information that cuts off, and they have the most stupid reasoning behind it. Yeah. Also, demonizing people. <laughs> yeah. And yours is trying to bring relevant, trying to bring fantasy to our modern history. <laughs> it also just fucking ages the story, like, and it ages the, like, you can just tell when it was written. Like, <laughs> it's funny to put Hillary Duff in books <laughs> and to make Grover a fan of Hillary because he knows how to play one of her songs. But she's, I mean, as much as I love her, <laughs> she's not famous anymore. So, like, or not, like, as much as, you know, uh, now I'm trying to think of someone famous. 
the Jonas Brothers. The, the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> and they made a comeback, and they're amazing. If Hilary Duff made a comeback, I would not be mad. Like a proper comeback, not her, you know, TV show comeback. I mean, like a music. Yeah, or like anything. I'd be like, oh, yes. <laughs> anything that put her like playlist, you know, You're celebrity. Cold. Yeah. Anyway, you go but like putting things like, like that you in there. Know who I am, but you don't. <laughs> need to be like. You got me on my toes. Stop it. I've slept there. That was that wrong key. I totally fucked it up. I it wasn't, though. Was Into it? the lava. And try to keep from going under. Baby, you turn the temperature hotter. Cause I'm burning up, burning up for you, baby. I feel like I went up one, like. Burning up, burning up. For you, baby. That's for you, Belana. <laughs> I know you're listening. <laughs> you should have mentioned she heard me singing. She started singing a lot. Too. <laughs> Love you, Belana. <laughs> Anywho, shout out to her. <laughs> and to any other listener who enjoyed that, feel free to comment on our, you know, social media. But okay, so before we get into me ranting again about Monster Donut Shops. I would just love to talk about how when Annabeth is talking about Talia and she says that, you know, Talia would either be your best friend or your worst enemy, whatever, whatever, Percy asks a question and then she segues so quickly so that she doesn't have to talk about it anymore. And I'm like, bitch, I see you. I what see what you're doing. You went by too quick. <laughs> what does she segue? Because... She goes, you can never trust a Cyclops Percy. Six years ago, on the night, Grover was leading us to Half-Blood Hill. And then it just, like, stops because Tyson comes in. And I'm like, oh, you're not going to finish that sentence? Okay. Okay, bitch. Tyson's a baby. You can't do that, too. I know, but Annabeth could have, like... I mean, I realised that she stopped because Tyson walked in. And he's also a Cyclops. But, like, she also doesn't revisit it with Percy in these three chapters. And I'm like, bitch, I see you. They're a bit busy, Ken. what you're doing. <laughs> they had all that time on that boat to do nothing. He was passed out. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, then they find the Hydra. Ooh, do we want to learn some things? Sure. This is the only thing that Being I have to talk about For a chapter that's chapter. insignificant, we're taking a fair amount of time on it. Oh, I know. <laughs> well, because I have some things to say. Okay, go ahead. So, the parents of the Hydra are yes. Typhon and Echidna, obviously. Yeah, Echidna. It's a gigantic... I just, I can't think of Echidna in any other way except for our animals. Yeah. And I'm like, no! <laughs> They're so cute! So, anyway, continue. Your Hydra <laughs> was typically depicted as a gigantic nine-headed water serpent, but we know that it can have as many heads as, as it wants. Yeah. And one of the heads was immortal. Right. So you couldn't kill it, kill it. Oh. Yeah, unless you were Hercules because he was amazing. Anyway, it haunted the swamps <laughs> of Alerna, and then Hercules was sent to destroy her as the second of his set of labours. But, you know, it was a punishment for him having killed his wife, Megara, and their children in a fit of madness. Yeah, people, yeah, always, people always like, Heracles is amazing. It's like, do you know his real story? Yeah, he's a murderer. He's a rage cage lunatic. <laughs> So then when he reached the lake, Horny he had to guest. cover his nose and mouth with a cloth because the poisonous gases that were being emitted would have killed him. Oh, anyway, he managed to lure the monster out of its lair and then he cut one of its heads off and then realised that two more grew and he was like, fuck, how the fuck am I going to kill this thing? So then he brought his cousin with him, uh, Eyeless, and he 
Hercules cut the heads off and then Eyeless burned them with a brand to stop them from, you know, regenerating, cauterizing the wounds, whatever. But Hera, she had specifically raised the Hydra to defeat Hercules. So she was a bit pissed. So she decided to send Cancer, the big giant crab, which is now one of your... um, as in the guy from Moana. He's <laughs> <laughs> so no, shaggy. Isn't that Tortuga or to, to not Tortuga? <laughs> that's from Pirates of Caribbean. Hotua? No. Couldn't tell you. I watched it recently, but I can't remember what the demon realm was called. Like a diamond in the rough. <laughs> it's got some strut my stuff. I'm, I'm so, so shiny. Anyway, but so I hated yeah, that so song. <laughs> she got really pissed off, and so sent. Cancer, the giant crab, to help the Hydra, but then Hercules just like became a giant and just like crushed the crab. So like it wasn't even it didn't even help him. He (laughs) just crushed it under his heel. Anyway. Now how do you become giant? Then the last I don't know. The (laughs) last we don't question. (laughs) The last head of the Hydra was obviously immortal, but he managed to destroy the head because he had a big golden sword that Athena had given him, so like, you know, he's special and then he decided to dip all of his arrows into the blood of the hydra to make them venomous and poisonous yeah and then later that became like his demise so like big karma for this boy because he wore the shirt of nessus unknowingly which was tainted in the blood of the hydra and it caused him pain and then he died anyway then the hydra and the crab were placed amongst the stars by hera as constellations anyway so some Notable people that he killed with his Hydra arrows were Goyon, three-headed guy with the oh, yeah, yeah. Sh- a bit sheep, no, cows. And then he also yeah, slayed... Fancy red cows. Yeah. yeah. He also slayed the dragon at the golden apple tree in Aww. the garden of the Hesperides with the same arrows. Yeah, what a dragon. Dick. It's what just a, doing its job. Dick. It's just doing its job. It's actually so, yeah. lovely. It's That's all like, I have to say about the Hydra. And then basically... They kind of follow the same pattern with trying to kill the Hydra, and Percy, dumbass, cuts its head off, even though the Hydra is probably one of the most well-known monsters, and that's why it's included in this book. Oh, yeah. And so, like, everybody knows you cut off one head, two more grow in its place. Yeah. We've all seen Marvel. (laughs) We've all seen First Avenger. Right, yes. I was like, what? (laughs) Yeah. See, but they, yeah, well, that's just, like, we've all seen the Which, movie okay, guys, well, if you didn't know, Hydra is Marvel movie. based on this monster. Obviously. That's very obvious. Yes. Like a parasite. They are, basically, yeah. Yeah. That's a good Anyway. So, yeah, they kill the Hydra, and then, well, they don't. Clarice does, because she's coming in hot like a boss, and... Yeah, pretty much saves their asses and then calls them losers and lets them come aboard like the boss bitch that she is. Yeah, and that's pretty much the end. Of I find it so 10. funny because she could have left them there, but secretly she wants them to be her friends. So yeah, she was like, "All right," and none of her cabin mates wanted to come on the quest with her, so she was like, "Fuck you all." It's so depressing. Which she so then she should have just gone to Percy and Annabeth, knowing that they wanted to go, even though you know it would have been an outrage. Yeah. But better to have frenemies than nothing. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, uh, well, let's get into the chapter 11 recap. Yeah, go for so it. So in chapter 11, Clarice blows up everything. Percy, Annabeth, Tyson, Clarice, <laughs> and her Sorry. band of Confederate zombies <laughs> Great title. sail into the mouth of the Sea of Monsters. Tossing up between being eaten by Monster Scylla or Charybdis, 
Clarice decides that firing on all cylinders is the answer. However, her warship seems unable to handle the heat. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Failing to skirt around Charybdis and her sea devouring mouth. Oh, that's the band how you of, say yeah, it. I, know, I was trying to read it. I was, it, I was like, what the fuck does it say? I the ocean bug. Yeah. That's what my brain was thinking. Failing to skirt around Charybdis and her sea devouring mouth, the band of unlikely allies is forced to sail Scylla's cliff face and come to fang to face with the monster's hungry jaws. Oh, funny. I know. But by then, their ship is at breaking point, and within moments is destroyed, leaving Clarice and Annabeth stranded in lifeboats, Percy falling towards the sea, and Tyson seemingly meeting his untimely demise. <laughs> Tyson! Sad face for everyone. Can I just say, straight up in that recap, um, it wasn't their choice to go to What's-A-Face. Which one's the one? Scylla. Scylla. Yeah. They did plan to go to... Charybdis, but then Clarice just ruined everything. No, Charybdis was like, fine, if I can't suck you in, go over there. <laughs> Sent a big tidal wave. Throw that. was like, fuck off. <laughs> fuck off, Alexis. Fuck off, Janet. I was supposed to go to your birthday party. <laughs> oh my god. Ready? I'm just reading this, I'm looking at the first page of my chapter, and my first tab on here is them going onto the boat, and they're having a tour of the ship that's being run by the undead. Yeah. Which was a gift to Clarice from Ares. Yes. Yeah. And just Tyson being like, Tyson was terrified of them. All through the tour, he insisted Annabeth hold his hand, which she didn't look too thrilled about. Oh, Tyson! I would like to say, I know that Rick studied the Civil War and he puts the Civil War themes in these books and everything. So because that was one of the things. See, that and for someone who studied. doesn't know, care, or you know, yeah. want to learn, for people about who Civil aren't American War. and didn't learn this in a compulsory subject at school, yeah, we learned very, about Gallipoli. <laughs> it's very just goes right over our heads. But yeah. we do know Confederates equals bad. Sure, mm-hmm. because the Confederates were the ones who wanted to keep the slaves because they're from the South. Okay, fuck off, Confederates. Yeah. What so are the other, what are the other ones? The Yankees. Okay. Which is why they don't like Percy, because Percy's from New York, but then they accept Annabeth, because oh. she said she was born in Virginia, which was one oh, of the southern states. so they're on board with racists? Yes. Oh, that's lovely. Yes, the Confederates were racists, Joe. That's why everyone has such a problem with Jasper being from Texas in Twilight and fighting for the Confederate Army. So he was major in the Texas Cavalry. <laughs> all, of, all the training the Confederate Army gave me was nothing against Maria. <laughs> I've seen that movie too many times. <laughs> I gotta rewatch it. Well, we can, Joe. I know. As soon as you get over your, I can't shatter. Oh my god, the image of the world. <laughs> you know exactly what I mean. So oh, yeah, I don't like that he's. I mean, like I understand it was an important part or an important thing to learn from, definitely in American history. But it's just you could have picked something else instead of Confederate soldiers. You could have. Could have done anything. Literally. You could have just picked fucking any, like, you could have picked naval ships from in modern times that were lost at sea, who didn't yeah. win whatever, in whenever, whenever. See, you know? and this is what we mean, well, it's what, what we mean, it's just what I mean when I say I'm so dense about American Civil War, so any kind of their war history, I'm so, any kind of history, really, I'm so dense, like... Anything to do with war and history, basically for any country, I'm extremely dense about it. So you having to explain what a confederate is to me, I was like, okay, that was cool. I now know they're the bad guys, and that we'd go with the Yankees, we're with the New Yorkers. 
Yeah. Walking here. Hey, walking here. But yeah, so I mean, this this book really does show where it's from. <laughs> yeah, and who it's written by. When um, yeah, when you read it like that. So, but so then you know, Clarice is talking about as she's giving the tour about how much the camp now hates Percy and Annabeth, and by camp we mean Tantalus, but we already knew that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we get into uh, Clarice teasing or, you know, dropping hints. Here we are foreshadowing again information that they're not going to tell us. That she's, you know, got her prophecy from the Oracle, but she won't tell anyone what it is. And it's like, bitch, just... It's the only reason we come to read these books is to try and give... We're given the riddle at the beginning and try to figure it out on the way and then get to the end. But I'm pretty sure in this big, they don't book this big. This book, they don't give you the prophecy till like, close to the end. Which Did they just... even give the whole prophecy? I can't even yeah. remember. Because I don't remember a prophecy for this Not one. at once. I'm pretty sure it's a few lines. I don't even remember there being the a prophecy for the third Like, um, do we ever Yeah, there to... was, because it no. was I know there is five. one, but do we ever get to hear the whole prophecy? Yeah. Oh, yes, we do, because, yeah, the whole five. Yeah. yeah okay. And then Percy's like, I'm out of the vibe! And the girl's like, you're not a girl, so no. I'm out of the vibe! No, fuck off! Ah! <laughs> Shit. I'll just follow you. <laughs> Seeing a theme. And Percy, out of bed! <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, we get her, you know... A spoiler. <laughs> just the book. Because Percy says, Clarice, Tantalus is using you. He doesn't care about the camp. He'd love to see it destroyed. He's setting you up to fail. And then Clarice says, no, I don't care what the Oracle... And then stops herself. Percy goes, what did the Oracle tell you? And then she goes, nothing. But she, her ears turn pink and she's blushing. See, and that's... All you need to know is that I'm finishing this quest and you're not helping. See, and that's not as bad as the whole Chiron's talking on the phone yeah. and all of a sudden it cuts out. Like, that pisses me off. Yeah. At least with this one, it was her being stubborn. And so we actually had a reason for not figuring it out because it's Clarice's character. Yeah. So I was like, okay, fine, I'll let it slide. That's... And then that's where that ends. And then we get... A Grover dream sequence. Woo-hoo! And by dream sequence, we mean truth sequence. Because it's not really a dream. Because dreams aren't real. Well, they could be. Here we have Grover again in his wedding dress. <laughs> <laughs> and Polly Famous sneaks up on him and goes, Ha! You're unraveling it. Don't worry, I will give you some special wool from my special sheep so that it magic and won't unravel. And Grover goes, Ha! Fuck! <laughs> Literally, he's just like, it's like that sound on TikTok there. Fuck! <laughs> yeah. It fits this is well. Grover right now. <laughs> it's just, you know, freeze framed on his face, like, ah, shit. <laughs> yeah, and then him just like gonna start crying because he smells outside, and then he's like, Aww. he's basically been quarantined for the last few weeks. Yeah. The good thing about this dream, though, is apart from us learning things about Grover, we're also learning things about the way Polyphemus' island is set out and the layout of his lair and whatever, because Grover hasn't seen the outside. Outside. Yet. (laughs) Yeah, so it's set up like a horseshoe, but there's a divide between the two halves of it, obviously connected by our lovely rope bridge, which you're a big fan of, obviously. Rope bridge? Love a good rope bridge. (laughs) And so then... Because yeah, we, we know get, it's made of rope as well, not even, like, steel metal cables that are still wobbly and reckless. Shrek! I'm looking <laughs> down! No, rope bridge, get out of here. But so, yeah, we've got, like, a little bit of... Percy gets some insight, at least, into what it looks like, and he has the chance to now mull over how to make a plan and how to get to this, 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 and, you know, do this, this, this. So, 
we've at least got that. And that's, you know, a good thing that Rick's putting that here instead of just, you're unraveling my train again. Mm. So yeah, then the dream ends and Percy wakes up to alarm bells ringing on the ship to find out that they're approaching the entrance to the Sea of Monsters. (gasps) Yeah, and so they decide... Like, they're like, no, we're not going to go get swooped out of our freaking boat by what's-her-face. Yeah. You're going to supplement. Scylla. Scylla. <laughs> I'm just going to wait for you to supplement the names because I can't remember. You tell them to me and they go out of my head immediately. Yeah, no, they decided to go not with Scylla. They decided- it's either Scylla or Skilla. But, or Sky. No, it's not Skylar. <laughs> Skylar! <laughs> yeah, so Scylla. They, decided- they decide to head for Charybdis, yes. Charybdis not gonna stick. Yeah. So, do we want to learn some lovely things about Cryptus? Hell yeah. You know how in our last episode, <clears throat> we learnt that both Cryptus and uh, Scylla were daughters of Keto and Forces? Yeah, they're sisters. They're not actually. Oh. Well, they are, because they're, te- like, technically, but they didn't grow up together, so, like, they're not. Yeah. And they're from different time periods, so, like, they're also, like, not. Technically they're, like, sisters. They're, like, yeah, kind of, in the same way that, like... Trident and Percy are brothers. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> basically, that's how they're sisters. Anyway... Both of them were not born as monsters. So the other monsters that Keto... Sea monsters that Keto gave birth to... Yeah. Were monsters from the beginning. Yeah. Cryptus and Scylla, different story. Cursed by the gods. Oh, okay. Yeah, so... Cryptus, first of all... She was... Depending on which source you read... She was the daughter of uh, Poseidon and Gaia... Or Keto and... uh, Forces. And then some others... Poseidon and Keto. So, like, you know... Anyway. She was a beautiful naiad... And she was basically Poseidon's, like, lieutenant. Right. And she, her job every day was to, you know, she was in control of the tides for the day. Right. And that's why she became this certain monster. Right. So she was in charge of, well, she was the cause of the three high and low tides of each day. And basically, she laid siege to the land with waves and was very loyal to Poseidon in his feud with Zeus and she rode the hungry tides after Poseidon had stirred up a storm and led them to the beaches to gobble up villages and submerge fields and drown forests and claim them for in you know in the land, in the name of the sea. And she won so much land for Poseidon that Zeus got really pissed off and basically just changed her into a monster. Cool. So he, in anger, captured and chained her to the seabed. And in another tale, she was um, she stole a bunch of. Hercules's cattle that he took from Gerion and then she basically yeah the fact that she had stolen what Hercules had rightfully stolen pissed off Zeus and then that's why he chained her and punished her as a result like different I prefer the other one but you know so then Zeus cast her into the sea with the blow of a thunderbolt and she became trapped under a rock which a huge fig tree grew on, and she was allowed to continue her duties to, you know, yeah, high and low tide. Yeah, so she was allowed to do that three times a day for flow. And because well. the action was now centrally located on her, instead of moving around the sea wherever, that's mm. why she became a big whirlpool and created a danger to anyone who would pass it. In but the Odyssey... did she become an actual monster? Because by when? the sounds of it, she's still a naiad. She's just trapped there. No, that it's a whirlpool. Okay. So it's different to she's different to what how it's described in I was gonna say. Yeah. I was like how it's described in the book is an actual monster, but what you're saying is that she's still a naiad. She's just 
chillin'. Other, I mean, other sources say that she's a sea monster with a giant whirlpool. Yeah. So, like, that's why she has big teeth. But, like, most actually say she's not. Because it's meant to be her mouth. But she, under the rock with the fig tree growing on, is the middle of the whirlpool. So it's... And that's kind of said in here. So Rick's using both iterations. Yeah, he is. Yeah. And so in the one where she is a monster with a giant whirlpool, she... Uh, is like a demon of the tides and her mouth is obviously the whirlpool and she's sucking and expelling the water to cause the tides of the day. Yeah, sorry. In the Odyssey, (coughs) Odysseus knew that Charybdis would be... He knew the dangers that Charybdis and Scylla presented for him to try and get into the Sea of Monsters. And he asked Circe which was the best way to go through them. And she told him that there was actually no safe passage, but that Scylla was actually safer. So, like, marginally. Yeah. And using the same idea that Percy has in the book, why don't we all just go below deck? Cersei basically said, you have to go below deck. Everyone else can stay up on deck, and Scylla will just choose six men. And so she chose his six best men. And I'll get into why when I talk about Scylla more. Yeah. She chose his best six men, mostly because she was pissed off. Um... But yeah, so he chose to sail closer to Scylla because he would only lose a few men, whereas if he went into Charybdis, he would lose everyone and his ship and himself. Yeah. So the so lesser of two evils. Yeah, which is why it's confusing that <laughs> Clarice has gone, yeah, we'll go for the whirlpool. <laughs> she's like, let's all die. Yeah, basically. <laughs> she thinks she's better than the monster. So, like, Clarice has a little bit of pride as well, and it comes from... A little bit. A well, lot like, of... Bit. I mean, hubris the same in the same way that Annabeth does, but it comes from wanting to impress her dad more than Annabeth's come yeah. from, wanting to prove to everyone right. that she's better. And so we're going to go on to that before we well, move on to Scylla? Well, when... So, the other part of the story with Odysseus is when he... So, he went into the Sea of Monsters by Scylla, but he came out by Charybdis and he was by himself at that point and so he was on this like tiny little raft and basically he went into Charybdis and grabbed onto like a wayward like branch or tooth or whatever was hanging out jagged rock whatever yeah lost his he like timed it right lost his raft into her mouth and then basically hung on to whatever he was hanging on to for dear life until she expelled all the water again and he just prayed that his raft was small enough that it wouldn't be broken up he was correct, and so she expelled it out perfectly fine, and he, like, jumped on it at the right moment and sailed away. Cool. Yeah. So he used a bit of smarty for months. Smarty smarts there. He used his big boy brain. Yeah. Let him go. Yeah. So he paddled away using his hands before she could suck it back in and claim his life. Wow. Yeah. So he was by himself at that point, so he was, like, a little bitch. Anyway. <laughs> you only had to worry about one thing. Right. But, yeah. So then if we're talking about Scylla, she was also... A beautiful naiad, or a sea nymph, I should say, not a naiad. I don't know. Are they the same thing? Yeah, they are. I think we talked about that the other episode. Anyway, she basically, sea monster hoarded the rocks of a narrow strait by Charybdis, and people who sailed too close to her rocks would lose six men from her six heads, so each head would get one man. Right. Right. So, at the beginning of her life, before she became a monster, she was a beautiful sea sea nymph who wrought havoc on the hearts of young Greek men. So, obviously, beautiful, beautiful woman. Love it. She could make 
any man fall in love with her in an instant. That's how beautiful she was. Ah, lol. She decided to bathe, or she loved to bathe in the pools by the sea. <laughs> she loved to bathe in the bathe in the blood of six healthy and, men. Yeah, she liked combing her long hair with the other nymphs' combs and prattling to them about the men who she had, you know, made fall in love with her, but she didn't care about them, so she just like yeah, she rebuffed them. them yeah. yeah, and then the other nymphs who had their own fair share of unwanted attention from men tried to warn her, and she. Like, tried to warn her that people could become aggressive when they were in love, and she kind of just didn't really believe them. And so one day she was sunning herself on the beaches without any clothes and luxurizing herself in the tide pools, whatever. Yeah. And then a sea god... As you do. Yeah. A sea god named Glaucus caught the sight of her and obviously fell in love immediately because she's beautiful and naked, so, like, double whammy. Yeah, of course, and it's it's real true love, isn't it? It's not just, like, overbearing yeah. lust. So he was, you know, captivated, and then when he tried to go talk to her, she, like, ran away. Because she As was like, you fucking do! Holy shit. <laughs> anyway, so he got really grumpy and complained about the so-called rejection to Cersei and asked her to brew a potion to make Stilla fall in love with him, but he didn't know that Cersei actually was in love with Glaucus. So she got jealous that he was in love with Scylla and decided to change everything so she got really jealous and really enraged and decided to just sneak like she did what Glacus asked made a poison gave it to Scylla but it just wasn't the one he wanted it was one that would turn her into a monster instead so that he wouldn't want her anymore right so basically the monster that she she's just hanging out so basically, I mean, sure, she, she was a dumb bum about it, but like she, she was kind was, of braggy, but you know, she wasn't so, really cautious. Yeah. But that still doesn't deserve yeah. to be turned into a monster. Fuck this, jeez. She kept her um, torso and her face, but then her like as we, most monsters do, they have the upper half of a woman and then something else. So her yeah. legs deformed into a nest of snarling dogs, and she sprouted a long, thick tail with scales and spikes like a dragon. Doesn't even work. Sorry, yeah. a nest of dogs. And then she felt a burning pain as in her back, and six monstrous heads sprouted from her back, each with serpentine necks and rows of sharp teeth. And then some myths describe her with 12 tentacles as well. Like, just whammy after whammy after, like, giving her everything, and she's like, when am I, like, when does this stop? Oh, poor darling. Yeah, so in classical art, she was depicted with a fish tail instead of a dragon tail, and then she had canine legs kind of like a... So if you think of her like a, like a centaur, she's got her human torso and head, yeah. then the front legs are like a dog, and then the back is like your fish tail, like a hippocampus. Yeah. So, different. <laughs> and then when Glaucus saw her again, he was horrified and heartbroken, and then he abandoned her to the fate that Cersei cursed her with. But then he also hated Cersei for, you know, transforming. He found out that she was the one who did it to her and was like, well, now I fucking hate you too. And so he, like, after that, Scylla went and hid herself in the cliffs because she couldn't bear for anyone to see her. But then she wanted to take all of her rage out on men, obviously. Yeah. Because, you know, well, she should also want to take it out on Cersei, which we get to. So... (laughs) Yeah, she took out her rage against men and blamed their unwanted passion for her fate. Like, it was unwanted for her. And she just attacked their ships whenever they sailed by, and her greatest opportunity for revenge came when Odysseus and his crew passed past past her. Passed. Passed her. (laughs) Right, yes. Because 
Odysseus had already met Cersei and was in love with Cersei and she had given him three children so he'd stayed at her island a long time already and then they wanted to sail through and then so the reason that Cersei had said sail by Charybdis you know or sail by Scylla but go underneath the deck is because Scylla knowing Odysseus wanted was with Cersei wanted to get back at Cersei and eat her husband but he went below deck so that she had to just settle for his soldiers and she was like well shit so that's why Cersei said to go by Scylla instead of like that's that part of that yeah anyway so her parents were Forces and Keto some also say Poseidon and Keto and then others say Typhon and Echidna and after she kept attacking you know voyages after voyages after Odysseus some of them being Argonauts and a whole lot of other people uh, the gods decided that they were tired of her bloodbath and decided to add her to Hercules' twelve labours and then he, Hercules, managed to kill her by cutting off every one of the six heads on her back. Um, and then she served as one of the guardians of the underworld until she was resurrected by Poseidon because he took pity on her because her face was still beautiful and he, you know, liked her or whatever. And then yeah. turned her into a giant rock. Whoa! Yay! Yeah. Woo! Yeah. A rock! Yeah. You rock! Yeah, good stuff. Oh, God, such unfortunate lives these women live. Yeah. So, I mean, that's basically what we learn about those two monsters. And Men there's not dogs. much to say else about these this chapter because it's just the action-action part of it. The ship's blowing apart, or you've got some things to say? Oh, right, yes. I forgot about that. Basically, Ares is a dick. Excuse me, child abuse. Yeah, Joe's just pointing at her book. Yeah, so Percy wakes up goes down on deck before they go into get into the sea monsters. Sure, I thought you were going to mention that when you talked about how Clarice has got some pride, and I was like... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, we can talk about it now. It's misguided, yeah. but yes. Basically, Percy walks down on deck and sees Clarice with a... Sh- is it an image of Ares? Iris message. Yeah, yeah, an Iris message of Ares, and he's being a dick, yelling at her, you know... Yeah. I was about to say castrating her. That's not right. That's not the right word. He's verbally abusing her and threatening yeah. her, and it's like, oh, lovely. Yeah. And so it's just sort of, it's just Rick trying to humanize Clarice a bit more. It works through. Oh, big time! It works Definitely through works. Percy's eyes because Percy's like. It also works through the none of your cabin mates wanted to join you on this quest. Oh god, yeah. Yeah. It's a bit like it's. And Percy's, she's like, shut up! I didn't even need him. It's Percy's instinct to protect those who have nobody else, like, yeah. to help them, and so it's just. Yeah. And it, yeah, it just really helps humanize Clarice and make her seem more vulnerable because she yeah. is. And she's still just a young girl. She's yeah. what, 13 maybe? I think she's a year older than Percy. So 13? 14. What? He's 13, almost. Is At he? the end of this summer, he'll be 13. Okay, well, alright. So Clarice is. Yeah, so 14. A 14 year old girl. Well, no, will he be. 16 at the end of Last Olympian, 15 at the end of Battle of the Labyrinth. He's he's like 14 in Titan's Curse, but it's in the winter, so it's only about six months after Sea of Monsters. So he's 13 at the moment, turning 14 at the end of summer. So he was already 12 at the end of During Lightning Thief, and then he turned 13 at the end of Lightning Thief. Okay. When's his he's 13 right now. August. See, their summer and winter confuses me. He's 13 right now, so she must be 14. Because I don't think she's two years older than him. No. 
Anywho. But yeah, so Aries is a dick. It's another thing with this friggin' Rick's ages. It's like, pick an age! <laughs> like, stop changing them! You're doing the shit out of me. Yeah. Except for Frank. I was so glad you changed Frank's age. <laughs> it really freaked me out. He didn't change it too much, though. It still freaked me. It freaks me out less. <laughs> Does it, though? Yeah. When he fixed it, I was like, oh, okay. That's he not... changed it from a 16 and a 13-year-old to a 15 and a 13-year-old. That's not much better. She's still 13. Yeah. Oh, no. I thought she was 14. No. I thought she was 14. No. Nico's 14. Oh, yeah. And Will's 15, despite some people thinking he's 17. Yeah, because they were like, yeah, Will and Frank and Percy are all the same age. I was yeah, like, no. excuse me! No, no, I'm no, so no, bad no, at that. No, no, no. I was like, no! Uh-uh. Change that. I was like, no, Will is a year older than Nico. I don't know how fucking old Frank is. He confuses the shit out of me. He's immortal. <laughs> I'm immortal. He's <laughs> 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 oh, guys, if you haven't seen Misfits, it's a great opportunity to watch more Robert Sheehan if you liked him in Umbrella oh, Academy. So He's fantastic. Well, yeah, so Clarice decides to go towards Cryptus, and then the ship is not coping. No. At all. Not coping. Tyson's like, you guys are idiots. He's like, I'm gonna go down in the boiler room and help. He'll be like, I'm a mechanic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So he goes down there, and then everyone's basically about to die, and then they go over to Scylla, and then Tyson dies. Oh, so sad. Yeah. Or, well, yeah, it dies. So he like, dies. Yeah. For the purpose of this chapter right here. He, he's dead. He's dead, guys. He, he just, never comes back. He's dead. But it's like that whole thing where it's like, justice for Barb. It's just, it was <laughs> so almost nothing done for yeah. Tyson. It's like, oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and then Tyson, so while you know the ship's exploding, Percy's got picked up by one of Scylla's heads by his backpack, and he's like sailing through the air, going like, "Ah, shit!" <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, the thing explodes, and I don't know, pokes her just, in the eye. Yeah, okay, yeah, surprised her and poked her in the eye, and then she dropped him. Yeah, and, and she's he's like, oh, falling to his death, and he's like, "Ah!" <laughs> Chapter ends. Yeah. Oh my god, they need to close that episode with him just falling, free falling, going, "Ah!" <laughs> That's it. Yeah. That episode of the TV show just needs to end there. Yep. Wow. Hire me! <laughs> Hire me, I'll write it for you. It'll be shit, but I'll write it. <laughs> It'll be, like, good shit, though. It'll be cringe shit. Just like the movies, which we all love to hate. <laughs> because we hate that we love them. Yeah, it's like Twilight. No, we just love that we love them. <laughs> okay, okay and I'm trying to think of another cringy show that I can't help but like, but enjoy. Shut up. <laughs> No, I hate that show. I honestly can't wait. No, I like the movie. <laughs> I don't like the movie either. Mainly because I don't but like... it's so funny! I don't like the person that they cast for Jace. I was like, he's not nearly as sexy as I need him to be. Yeah, no. But he's... he's okay, but warranted, he's sexier than the one they cast for the TV show. Because the one for the TV show is much too short. <laughs> much too short for him to be the biggest heartthrob that New York's ever seen. Exactly. And that the Shadowhunters ever have no, ever seen. They need not when Alex taller than him, say, absolutely not. Well, no, they needed Actually, it. I think in the book Alex is taller than him. No, he's not. No, he's okay, he's not. He's, he's like, like, Jace is something like 6'3", and Alex is 6'1", something like that. He's but like, Magnus is taller than Alex, did you know? 
Yeah. I always picture Magnus as like this shorty short bastard. And no. I'm like, I love you! <laughs> no, I figured him as like, you know Alec from the TV show? Yeah. That's kind of the image that I pictured. For Alec or for Magnus. Asian. And I was oh. like, for Magnus. That's kind of what I pictured. I was like, yeah, tall and skinny but still with muscles. And I was like, cool! Magnus! And glitter! <laughs> There's some glitter on him. Shine! Shimmer! Glitter! We need to stop watching Barbie movies. Hey! But they're so good! <laughs> Just a few of them. Yeah. The new ones don't really count. They're horrific. Excuse you, Dolphin Magic. <laughs> Honestly, I did enjoy that movie and I was like, what is wrong? The first or the second time we watched it? Because the first time we watched it, we bagged it for the first 20 minutes and then we were like, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's the whole point of watching them. To bag them out. The only ones in that movie, the only ones you love, can't bag no. out are the old ones. The classics. In Dolphin Magic, they love having, like, their favourite food is sandwiches, right? Yeah. In How I Met Your Mother, they put sandwiches in instead of them smoking weed. So, like, when they have to show, or they're, like, when Ted's, <laughs> telling, That's what you think, when Ted's telling a story of them, like, um, we had a really big sandwich. We just loved that sandwich, and we, just, we spent our lunchtime eating that sandwich. <laughs> they showed them eating, like, a giant sub. It's all I could think of when we watched that Barbie movie, because I was like, they're just smoking weed. <laughs> It fits. <laughs> <laughs> like Barbie introducing the dolphin, the dolphin, the mermaid to weed, and just being like, "This is amazing." <laughs> We're getting off way off track. Anyway, no, Sorry. But like the Barbie classics, you can't not bang. This is not what I meant by getting back on track. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I had to point it out. It's important. Yeah, they're important. They're classics. You can't bag them out. The the proper ones. I mean, sorry, the, like the proper ones, except for the Nutcracker. That is fucking shit. bag the shit out of that. Oh, that movie sucks. <laughs> it's, it's so bad. There's so many plot holes, and you're like, what? <laughs> you're watching it. Also, yeah. I mean, we, they can't really help it, but terrible animation. <laughs> I mean, seriously. <laughs> All right, well, it's been an hour, so let's get into chapter 12. We're going to check into Cece's Sparring Resort. Oh, one so, of my favorite chapters. Percy and Annabeth make their first pit stop at Cersei's Island, unbeknownst to them that this be the sorceress's lair. Annabeth is offered a place to learn Cersei's magic as well as immortality, while Percy is transformed promptly into a guinea pig. Spoiler alert. Annabeth uses her cunning to save her friend, as well as the half-dozen other stranded sailors to meet Cersei's wrath. Percy and Annabeth then escape the islands by stealing the sailing vessel of Percy's fellow guinea pigs and make their way further into the Sea of Monsters. Monsters. So yeah. This chapter's pretty cut and dry. It's pretty quick. I like it though. Yeah. I like that we get to meet Hilla. Sad we don't get to meet Rainer. I see Hyla. Hilla. Hyla. There's two L's. Hilla. See, and that's the thing, is that my brain goes Hyla. Why? I don't know. Hilla. Hyla. Hilla. Hyla. I think it's the Y. It makes me go I. Like people say bye. There's an E after that. Still. I'm trying to think of another one. I could be meaning by as in this is by John. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Hilla. Hila. Hila. It's Hila. It's Hila. I'm, I'm sure I'm wrong, but I'm just like, it's one of those, it's one of those things where it's like, it's obviously incorrect, but I built it so high in my head that it refuses to change. Chiron. No, I will gladly change that because Chiron sounds so dumb. I was like, that's, that can't be right. But Hyla, 
Hi- Persephone. <laughs> but Hyla doesn't sound stupid in my head. Hildy. <laughs> Come on, Hilda. <laughs> no, it's like... It, oh, I'll buy your dumb, boring Hilda. <laughs> dumb, boring, perfect for the job, Hilda. Just <laughs> for friends. No, but like, it's like, I watched a TikTok and it was like, you know, one of those ask the questions, see how people answer, and it was like, what have you fixed in your brain is the it's like when people are like it's act jk rowling ugh, was like it's actually voldemort the t is silent and everyone was like fuck off no it's not it's voldemort <laughs> you can get fucked it was like yeah so my brain's like no it's hyla it's moldy moldy <laughs> it's like no it's hyla it's not hilla Although now that I've said it so many times, Hilla sounds right. <laughs> My brain's like, all right. <laughs> See, I'll probably still read it either way. I'll be like, Hilla, Hila, Hilla. I'll be on. Because that's how I read books. So yeah, basically, Annabeth has been watching over Percy while he's sleeping. Sleeping. And yeah, they make it to Cersei's Island, not knowing that it's Cersei's Island. Yeah, they sort of just like show up there and they're like, oh, wow, cool. <laughs> we also get Annabeth saying... Or were Percy, you know, when Annabeth's apologising that Tyson's died. <laughs> Big sad. Percy <laughs> goes, yeah, but you can never trust a Cyclops, can you? Like, being all catty, and I'm like, yeah, it's Percy, but it doesn't prompt her to tell the reason why she doesn't trust Cyclops. Yeah. She's which just I'm like, like sorry. spill it. It's just the two of you. You're like, yeah, there's literally no one around forever. No one's gonna hear you. And then he asks about Chiron's prophecy, and then she goes, I shouldn't tell you, and he's like, tell me if I get anyway! And then she gives him, like, kind of the gist, but not really. She gives him a bit. Yeah, well, she does. So he's got more than he had before. She, yeah. She tells him the real reason that the gods made the pact, which is a better reason than, your children are too powerful. Yeah. So, like, I get, I like that. Because, you know, they'd want powerful children to yeah. do their prophecies for them because the gods are lazy bastards. Yeah, and so she tells him that it has to do with when he reaches 16, which he already knew. Yeah. Because he kind of like, pieced that shit together. That out. Yeah. Just and then that's kind of... Clarification. But that's that. kind of as much as she'll give him. But then we get a pigeon coming along. No. Is it a pigeon? It a dove. No, a seagull. Seagull. A seagull coming along, dropping leaves into her mouth. Is this supposed into to be... Into her mouth? Yep. I'm not the There's land nearby. You can taste the dirt. <laughs> a minty dick. Oh, yes. I heard that. One in ten men. I'm nom 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 nom. <laughs> Sorry, Daniel Sloss. <laughs> we were the greatest comedian. Lily, that's the for you. Sloss Nest Monster. <laughs> I was just cleaning up the Sloss Nest. <laughs> you know, doing the gentleman's wash. You ever wonder why the sink's that high? That's why it's that high! <laughs> <laughs> but, like, is the, the seagull dropping stuff into, or leaves into her lap or her hand, whatever Did it is? Did you think of Noah's Ark? Yeah, is yeah. it supposed to be a parallel to that? Don't know. Or is that something, and it's just funny because it's a seagull instead of a dove? Yeah, that's, that's why my brain went dove, because I was like, Noah's Ark. Is it supposed to be a dove. parallel, or is this something that... Because seagulls just don't carry around. No. If anything, they carry around. Tickets. I think it was like a like a lure. They were like so to lure them to Cersei's Island. Oh, that would make sense. But like, yeah, because seagulls don't carry around leaves. They carry around fish and chippies. If it's anything. See, and you say Cersei, I just say Cersei. 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 You know when you say a word too many times and it loses all meaning? <laughs> yeah. 
I like Saucy. It's Saucy. I just say Sus. See, no, because, okay. Because, like you say, you had watched Game of Thrones. Island. Cersei's Island. Cersei's Island. Yes. See, but that's being like, it's Cersei's. Not as in, like, her name is Cersei. I'd be like, it's Cersei's Island, her name is Cersei. No, because if it was Cersei, it's Cersei's Island. Maybe it's my accent. Where did my thingies go? I I lost them. (laughs) Yeah, things were littering in my bedroom. Did you drop them in your chip packet? No, I like I put my hand over here and they flung off, so they're under the chair somewhere. Oh, good on you! I'll grab them. You didn't last time. I was cleaning up. You left like little. Oh, did I? Curls. Oh. Yeah. Oh. And I was like, "Fuck's that?" Oh, that's Joe. <laughs> Litter up. Litter bug. <laughs> they don't appreciate that. It's Cersei. If you'd watched Game of Thrones, you would know how to pronounce it. I don't watch Game of Thrones. Yeah, that's why I said if you had. I probably would if it was available to me, but it's not. Good show. It's not on Netflix, so I won't watch it. Is it on Disney Plus? <laughs> Didn't think so. <laughs> I like that movie on Disney I know. Plus. I was like, what? <laughs> as soon as I said it, I was like, why would Disney have that? Oh, that's anyway. really funny. Like, that would be on Disney Plus. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a HBO show. It doesn't help me. HBO is an American. No, it's, it doesn't help me watch the show. Right. <laughs> So yeah, they make it onto her island. <laughs> I didn't know what HBO was. Come on, come on. I'm not that you got horrible. HBO. <laughs> you got HBO. Anyway, so we get onto the island and we get to meet Hilda. Yep. Can I just say, literally, it's now like the fourth time they've done this, and that's including the last book. But it's like we're really suspicious of things that seem too good to be true. <laughs> And then we were like, fuck it, let's do it anyway. <laughs> and it's oh, like, yeah. out of yeah. for fuck's sake, yeah. just learn. It's really annoying. <laughs> but yeah, we get to meet um, Hilla. She's like the first person that they meet. And she is quite a few years older than Raina. So Raina's still like a little girl at this point. Yeah. She's, you know, as old as, well, little girl. She's as old as Percy and Anna. <laughs> yeah, but like, compared to... Hilla, she's, you know, yeah, Hila's, young. Yeah, you know, like, in her late teens. Hilla. Hila. <laughs> <laughs> Shit me. <laughs> so anyway, we know from having read Heroes that Hilla is the daughter of Bologna. She is a, a Bellina. She's a Roman demigod. Bologna. That's yeah. what I read it. I was like, Bologna, all right. And she's Raina's older sister. And she becomes the secretary on Cersei's Island because... When she and Raina were in Puerto Rico, her... Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Okay. I thought you said Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Anyway, so, she and Raina were obviously born in Puerto Rico with uh, two daughters of Bologna and their father, Julian. Julian became... He... Demented. Yeah. He (laughs) went insane. In the same way that Beryl Grace did, which is the same... Which is, like, the reason that... Raina and Jason got on so well is because both their parents became the same kind of insanity. So oh, great. basically, right. I was like, "What? Yeah. <laughs> you met Jason's mom?" Yeah. So he kind of referenced that. No, people haven't already knows who she is. I, that's how I finished the sentence. I know. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, he, Hilla, and Raina's dad. 
He suffered post-traumatic stress disorder and would lock his daughters in their rooms at night to ensure their safety until he started thinking that they were the enemy and then he became what they call a mania and a mania is basically the embodiment of like really restless winds or restless spirits and they become a spirit basically. Oh. And I thought you meant like mania kind of like what Ian had on Shameless. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Full and crazy. Yes, they become crazy because they're possessed by something called a mania. Oh, okay. Can you can see. either be possessed by one or you can just full on become one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they, But they said they saw spirits. Yeah, because they, they are a spirit. No, no, I meant Raina. Oh, yes. Because no. she recognised it in her father. Right. Okay. But yeah, so the reason that they escaped to Cersei's Island is because Raina killed him. I thought... Highly killed him. Nope, Raina did. Oh. That's why Raina has so much damage. <laughs> anyway, so to protect Raina from violence, they went to Cersei's Island because they she knew that they'd be safe, and she became Cersei's favourite attendant and was loyal to her. And then after Cersei's hostages were turned back to human, Hilla and Raina were taken hostage by Blackbeard and his pirates and, you know, all of them. Yeah. And then they earned the respect of the pirates with their natural fighting prowess because their mother is the you know god of warfare basically in Rome yeah and then they parted ways and Raina went on to Camp Jupiter and then Hilla was basically too old to go to Camp Jupiter and wasn't interested so she became the queen of the Amazons because yeah. sick she was like I'm gonna go lead some yeah. warrior bitches <laughs> yeah basically but so like, yes that's, that's what doing. we know about Hilla but we don't get to see any of that obviously in this book and no. we don't even get to meet Raina at all no I read a fun little um, fanfic. fanfic that w- once that was Raina helping Percy and Annabeth get onto the pirate ship and be like, take this one, you know. That didn't happen. No, it didn't. But it was written so well that I was like, could have happened. Yeah. So I, then I just, I think I decided, yep, that did happen. And then when I read this book, I was like, oh, fuck us. It's not in there. We don't need to re- meet Raina. So that noise you hear in the background, guys, is construction work. <laughs> oh yeah, it's super fun. Our neighbours are getting a new driveway, and so at the moment they're like sanding lines into the concrete. Why do they do that? Is for draining? I think so. Yeah. Anyway, that's what they're doing right now. Or for grip. Or yeah. Tires. So we get onto Cersei's Island. We want to learn something about Cersei. Yeah. We know that she's an enchantress and a sorcerer. Yes, sorceress. Sorceress. Sorcerer. She is a woman. She is the daughter of Perseus, who is one of the Oceanids, and also Helios, the Titan sun god. Yep. And she, her sister was Pasiphae, who was Minos' wife. Yep. And then her niece was Medea, who we've already talked about, crazy bitch. And she... Oh, yeah, Medea. Yeah, she's a psycho. And then she also has a brother, whose name is also Perseus, and he was the one who... He was the uncle who wanted to marry Medea, and Medea was like, no, <laughs> yeah. marry Jason instead. Yeah, big time. Yeah. And so then she killed him. Anyway, so <laughs> she is a powerful enchantress, versatile in the arts of herbs and potions, and capable of turning human beings into animals, human beings into animals and monsters, as we have seen. In the Odyssey, she, the Odysseus and his crew landed at her island after they fled the Lastragonian giants, and... Basically, when they landed at the island, there was nothing there. Like, literally nothing except, like, one little plume of smoke from the middle of the island. And so they were like, well, we'll go investigate. So Odysseus sent his brother-in-law and a group of, like, a few men to go investigate. Basically, when they reached Cersei's house, the brother-in-law sent all the men in. 
the men got turned into lions and wolves when they met Cersei because she was like, the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> this is my island. So they got turned into animals and then the brother-in-law ran back to Odysseus and Odysseus was like, well, fuck, I'm going to go fix this shit. So he went there and before, well, on his journey on his journey to her house or her hut, where the smoke was coming from, Hermes intercepted him and basically gave him a, it was either potion or a wine that made him... Immune is the word I was looking for, thank you. Immune yeah. to her, you know, enchantments and her singing and whatever. So, sorry, no, the men weren't turned into lions and wolves. There were just a whole bunch of lions and wolves around. She turned them into pigs. Yeah. I was wondering why my head was like, What's I wrong? was like, wouldn't you turn them against what she said she did? She yeah. turns a men into pigs and then decided they're too smelly and were like, they're pretty much the same as they were before. Yeah. <laughs> With so, yeah, Odysseus. No, he didn't eat a potion. He had, like, a plant. So Hermes gave him a plant, which he ate, and then he was immune to Cersei's spells, and then she figured that he was so cunning that she was like, well, I'm going to have to kill him some other way, turn him into a pig some other way. So she pulled out his her wand, and then he pulled out his sword <laughs> and made Cersei swear that she wouldn't hurt him, and then she was like, that's hot, and decided, <laughs> I'm going to marry him, and then they had three children together, basically. Who were the kids? Uh... I don't remember their names, but the last one killed Odysseus by accident. Oh! So, like, years and years and years later, Cersei gave the youngest son a spear, and then it was it was poisoned, and then she not... So, basically, he stayed with her for a year. She gave... Oh, a year or more, because she had no less than three children. Yeah. And then he was like, well, got to continue my quest, so, like, bye, babe. He left her with the children and then went and finished his quest to Polyphemus whatever and then was going back to his mortal wife Penelope back in Ithaca it's not clear whether he went back to her and then went back to Cersei a few times or whatever but then her youngest son doesn't Hera comment on that she's like Penelope was the best wife ever she's like she waited and waited for Odysseus to return and that's something about a marriage bed is part of a tree that's in Heroes of Olympus? Yes. Yeah, and Jason wants to point out, he's like, you know, Odysseus is not a faithful husband. <laughs> yeah, because he was with Cersei, and he was with um, Calypso, and he was with someone else, and someone else, and someone else. Yeah, but Era was like, yes, but Penelope is a fantastic wife. And it was like, Jesus. I'm out on myself after her. <laughs> so, yeah, he went away, and then it's not clear whether he came back to see her a few times, but then eventually their youngest son basically speared Odysseus with the poison spear that Cersei gave him. Not clear whether she gave it to the son to kill Odysseus, or whether it was just an accident. Right. Whether, like, she gave it to the son as, like, a gift, and then he accidentally speared his dad. It's not really clear. Which is super fun. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. She's also mentioned in the Argonautica, so she has to do with Jason and Medea as well, because as they're going to through the Sea of Monsters, she, Cersei is the one who purifies them from the sin of killing Medea's brother, so the one they chopped into a million pieces and then threw into the sea so that Medea's dad had to pick him up and give him a proper burial and then they were able to get away. Right. We talked about him last episode. Yes. Yeah. Or the episode before. We talked about it. But yeah, so she basically, Cersei basically goes... Don't worry, you guys aren't bad people, but I'll pur- purify you just in case you think that you are. But then she learns that their crime was even worse than they explained to her that it was, and she went, get off my island, that's disgusting. What'd they do? 
they just basically told her the truth after she purified them. And then she was like, you tricked me! Go away! Wait, what did she think their crime was then? Just killing him. I don't think she realised how badly they killed him. Oh. Yeah. She so yeah, like, that's why she was mentioned here. basically like, how yeah, could you? Down. That's a horrible thing to do. Yeah, fun stuff. Well, my first note here is when they, go, is when they actually go and meet Cersei. And she's, oh, you know, wait. I have a note before that. As they're walking through the island, it's just a, like, funny one. As they're walking through the island and they're, like, explaining, oh, my God, this was made out of this. We saw fountains of this and this and this, whatever. It's so beautiful. All I could think of was Scratlantis <laughs> from, from Ice Age. That's what I imagined it to look like. So, yes, go on. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, when Cersei's working her um, charm speak on Annabeth and Percy, and she's talking about how Annabeth needs a makeover, I was just like, I put a comment here, because Annabeth's just like, but Annabeth's voice sounding hurt. What's wrong with my hair? And my brain, as I was reading that, was like, um, I feel like a lot of people would argue that there's nothing wrong with your hair, <laughs> A lot meaning Tyson and Percy. Something about Poseidon kids just really love her yeah. princess girls. Really love her princess girls. Damn we straight they should. Girls. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so I just put a note there and was like, oh, that's cute. <laughs> so yeah, we get to meet Cersei. We also, before we meet Cersei and they're walking through, you know, to get to meet her, mm-hmm. Percy notes that he sees in the fountains they're forming a whole bunch of impossible shapes and they form the shape of galloping horses and then he immediately thinks of Tyson yeah. because Tyson loved horses and I knew he'd love those fountains I almost turned around to the ex- see the expression on his face before I remembered Colin Tyson was gone okay Rick oh, just drive that knife so further into our hearts present. when we love Tyson so much in this book we love so Tyson like, a lot in every book oh mm, okay what? Well, you haven't read Charles Apollo. Oh, okay. He's kind of a pill. No, that's not the right word. He's just kind of annoying in Charles Apollo. Oh, what does he do? Maybe it's Ella that annoys me more than he does. But either way, he's with Ella, and I'm like, wow, oh, fuck off. <laughs> what does he do? It's hard to explain. He gets, basically, you know how she's read some of the sibling books mm-hmm. and then she's trying to recreate them. Mm-hmm. Basically the only way that she thinks that she can recreate them is if she writes down the words on living skin. So she basically tattoos all of the prophecies on Tyson somewhere because he's like her guinea pig. And so he like volunteers his body because it's a big body and he's got a lot of skin. So he's like, you can do it on me. And because he's the only one who could withstand you know, the tattoo gun for so long, having everything tattooed on him. And you know, because it doesn't stay on them no, I'm thinking of... <laughs> I'm getting Teen Wolf completed here where the tattoo doesn't say something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but, like, it just... I don't know. The image of him like that and just being like, yes, tattoo me, whatever! I'm like, I don't really like that. You could use, like, anything or, like, just maybe say the words and someone else can write them down for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Any, yeah, just... I don't know. Like, Tyson being used as a gift. Yeah. But also, at that point, like, he's a baby in this book. So, like, his speech makes sense and his speech like the way that he talks and the way that he acts makes sense but in the later few books he still speaks the same way and I realise that Cyclops live longer but it gets old quick the baby talk gets old very quick and I'm like dude shut up (laughs) so yeah especially because he's supposed to be older it's been a few years now yeah especially when he's with Ella and he's getting all that stuff and I'm like 
just they the way develop, that he talks sound annoying. Don't yeah. they like develop quickly as well? Or are they like satyrs and they develop at half speed? Either, either way, way, yeah, either way, he should be talking normally now because you've heard a five-year-old talk before. They can make complete sentences. You want to hit them in the face when they do. I work with five-year-olds. They're very intelligent. Oh, I hate children. <laughs> okay, Joe. Sorry. So yeah, then that's basically, I just made a note about that because I was like, oh, I'm Tyson. Because at this point, I'm still like, oh, and yeah, so basically, Cersei offers Annabeth immortality, everything she wants, and then goes, Percy, you right, right, you wait right here. We're gonna fix you in a second, Annabeth. Like, go away, close your eyes, go away, close your eyes. You don't, you don't want to see this. You don't want to see this. Percy, pick a pie. <laughs> and then she, Annabeth has to go to go. Where's Percy? <laughs> As like, if she didn't know the real myth about Percy. But like. I counted at least six times. She's like, where's Percy? Like, where is he? What'd you do with him? You're yeah. like, where's Percy? But then when he's turned into a pig and Annabeth walks in, he goes, oh, she's beautiful. Yeah. But she's not Annabeth. Yeah. So like, something's wrong, but she's beautiful. She was, he's like, I would have been so tongue-tied if I could just say anything except for... <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Sorry. <sighs> Sorry, have you heard guinea pigs? are so annoying. Yes. I'm so glad we never owned them. Oh, God, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, no, but I freaking love... <laughs> it's so funny. First of all, when they eventually got the gummies back and they were turned back into humans, yeah. um, that Annabeth could name Blackbeard by his real name. I was like, Annabeth, you nerd. <laughs> nerd. <laughs> but, okay, so I want to touch on some things here because when Cersei is telling Annabeth that she's got the makings of a sorceress, whatever... She says that she's a sorceress because her mother is Hecate. And Hecate, however you fucking say it. Hecate. Are you sure? That's how I say it. Looking at us now. <laughs> After I've gotten so do you angry really, saying kill or wrong, do you really, I need to make sure that Do this you really is trust Google Translate? Yes. <laughs> Have you fucking heard them say Over some you. stuff? Hey! I'm hurt. <laughs> no, because I read it in the book. Like, they... Hecate. Hecate. <laughs> no, I read it in the book where it was like somebody pronounced it for us, and I was like, ah. Which is another thing, Rick. If you're gonna eventually make a new cover for the book, can you invest in putting? Hecate. I was right. Ah. Oh. I don't even care. So, I get so basically, basically, she mentions that Hecate is her mother, which is right. not mm. what it is in mythology or most you know retellings of it yeah, because yeah. in mythology she's the daughter of Perseus and Helios yeah maybe whereas, they just needed the name drop and she's <laughs> just she follows in the footsteps of Hecate because she's like yeah oh, she's the kind main of like yeah yeah and so saying here that she's her mother either Rick's just choosing one specific story to go off yeah. or he's just going this makes the most sense for putting things together. Yeah. Instead of just saying, I idolise Hecate, so I'm going to become a sorceress, just like her. Yeah. That's, well, that's like Artemis and her gang of yeah. hunters. So Hecate is the daughter of Perseus and Asteria. Like, that's so, so hard to understand, Rick. You could have just... It would make... That. Because she's the daughter of Perseus and Cersei's also the daughter of Perseus, it would make them half-sisters, so it kind of makes sense. So anyway, she's the daughter of Percy's and Asteria, and she's the granddaughter of the Titans Phoebe and Coas. So that's Hecate's like older than the gods, the Olympian gods, and she's a Chthonic goddess. 
Okay. She supports warriors, athletes, hunters, horsemen, herdsmen, shepherds, fishermen, and children. Wait, who are we talking about? Hecate. Okay. She's associated She's associated with witchcraft, magic, the moon, doorways, and creatures of the night like hellhounds and ghosts. So basically she's witchy woo. So she Hecate was honoured in households as a protective goddess, and she was often depicted carrying a torch to remind people of her connection with the night. And in sculpture, she always has three faces. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's, you know, representing her role as the guardian of crossroads and shepherds and, you know, herdsmen, whatever else. So her companions are the Furies. Terrifying. Yeah. And her children are the Empusa. The Empusa. Yeah. And one thing that you'll love, or maybe not, because Hegarty assisted Demeter in her search for Persephone oh. and now oh, that's is, right. she lit the way. Yeah. Yeah. Now is um, Persephone's companion to and from the underworld every year, so they're like best friends. Best of friends. Best of friends. Yeah. See but I like Hecate. I love Persephone. She's a psychopath and she's brilliant. Can I pet your dog? <laughs> that's all I think of now when I think of Persephone. It's, like, it's burned into Pretty my good, brain it? and it's just such a good analogy for her. She's wonderful. Can I pet your dog? <laughs> but yeah, then we get, uh, you know, Cersei's still trying to convince Annabeth, and she goes, look, you could be the most famed of female demigods. How many do you really know? And then Annabeth starts to list some in alphabetical order, almost, starting with A's. But do you want to hear some stuff about Atlanta? Sure. Because she's one of the ones that Annabeth, she's the first one that Annabeth mentions. Yeah, and the Amelia other one's Amelia Earhart. Earhart. That doesn't really count, because fucking No! Kate's main thing that we hate. Anyway, Atlanta, she was a huntress of Artemis. She, basically, when she was born, her parents didn't want a girl, so her dad took her out into the woods and left her there. And didn't move, dude. So, yeah, she was basically <laughs> adopted by a bear, and then she was raised kind of by the bear until the huntress of Artemis found her, and then she was raised Which by the hunters. Which is cool. Yeah, so because she was raised with the hunters, she um, swore to defend her virginity, and then two centaurs burst into her grove where she was sleeping and tried to rape her, and then she killed them. Sorry, did you say centaurs? Yes. Oh, lovely. So she slew them with arrows, and then she also took part in some of the voyage um, of the Argonauts uh, when they defeated the hero Peleus. Oh, no, she defeated the hero Peleus at the uh, funeral games of King Peleus. Different, different Peleus. Anyway, the reason that she didn't stay on the Argo, on the Argo with Jason and the Argonauts is because bringing a woman, a woman with you at that point, apparently Medea doesn't count. I mean, I mean Medea. Bringing a woman with you was like bad luck, so she wasn't allowed to stay very long. So Atlanta yeah. was like, "Well, fine, I'm going to go kill a bunch of people." So she did. She went and killed or defeated Peleus at the funeral games of King Peleus, and then when. King Oneus summoned heroes to destroy the Caledonian boar. She answered the call and was the first to draw blood. So she's like, you know, becoming even better as a warrior, whatever. And then she was awarded the prize of the skin of the boar, but then her uncle protested and tried to take it from her, and then she killed her uncle. And then she was reunited with the father who abandoned her, and then he insisted at that point that she have to marry someone, and she went, well, I don't want to marry anyone, so let's make it a test instead she was like the fastest person in all of the land which 
brings in our class of the titans because atlanta is like i was gonna say i was like i was that's what my point was gonna interrupt you though i was like class of the titans wasn't yeah zoom like redhead zoom hair back wasn't she a a legacy of atlantis yes atlanta atlanta sorry so atlanta in the show was a legacy of atalanta which was just atlanta (laughs) yeah so anyway she basically she was the fastest person ever decided to well if they want to marry me they have to beat me in a foot race so she and then if they lost she got to behead them so that they never had a chance to recontest her and so that went on for a few years and she defeated everyone who came across her i love it yeah and then you know she even evened the odds by wearing armor while she ran and still beat all the men that's amazing because her dad was getting impatient like you keep beating them, you have to lose at some point. And she's like, I will never lose, but I'll wear armour, so I'll make it more even. She's yeah. like, I'll make it easier on these pansies. <laughs> yeah, and then other times she gave them head starts, but then still beat them. Oh my <laughs> so god! Like, Bitch was fast. <laughs> Bitches be crazy. Bitches be crazy. Yeah. So That's anyway, amazing! All heads She is up. my new idol! That's but then fantastic. Millennium fell in love with her, and he knew that he wasn't fast enough to win a race with her, so he, instead he prayed to Aphrodite, and Aphrodite gave him three golden apples and a plan. And he was like, yep, I'ma I'm do that plan. So basically, he ran his race with Atlanta and she gave him a head start and then whenever she was getting close to catching up with him he would drop a golden apple and then she would go oh my god golden apples give you immortality so I'm a stop and pick it up so she did and then she started running again and caught up with him he did it two more times and the third like the third time was when he was getting close to the finish line and she went to pick up he threw it really far away and so she like ran off course to go and get it and then he won the race and she was like fuck <laughs> that's like um in up when they're throwing the tennis balls in the in the blimp <laughs> and Carl throws the tennis ball down the hallway and then shuts the door and then the bulldog's got the tennis ball and they turn around and then he just drops it going, Oh, <laughs> like, oh they tricked me. So basically that's a what ball, happened to A ball, a boy, a boy, a ball. <laughs> basically that's what happened to Atlanta. And she you know, the third apple cost her the race and whatever, and then she was you know, loyal to the pact that she'd made, and so she became his husband, and... She became his husband? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> she wears the pants Well, <laughs> so, but then he forgot to sacrifice something to Aphrodite in return for her giving him this favour, so Aphrodite got really pissed off How and decided to... to do that? Oh, and decided to get payback from him so basically what happened is when millennium and atlanta were passing by a shrine to zeus she hit them with like i don't know you'd call it now you call it like your cupid's arrow or whatever and basically made them so hot for each other that they were that they were like i have to have you now right and so they took each other into the arrows yeah they took each other into the shrine and then desecrated the shrine and then and zeus was like excuse me this infuriated Zeus, obviously, because he was like, there are people fucking in my temple! <laughs> so, so he was like, what the shit? And then yeah, just turned them... <laughs> Basically, it was like fuck the biggest... <laughs> the biggest fuck you to Zeus, and he was like, no, 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 no! And turned them both into lions, because at that point, it was thought that only, like, lions could only mate with leopards. 
you couldn't mate a lion with another lion. That's so tough. I know. How do you make more lions, guys? <laughs> <Doesn't make any laughs> they well, like, just grow what, on trees. Yeah, okay? that's what Greeks thought at the time. So they were like, oh my goodness, it's the perfect punishment. They can never love each other again because now they have to go well, with leopards. Uh, Greeks are stupid. <laughs> yeah. So basically, that's the story of Atlanta. That's so, cool. They could have been turned into toads. Yeah. Turned so it is cool lions. that. It is cool that. Um, that's not a bad ending. You know. But I don't understand how she's a famous I'm going to my temple. Maybe she's just Funny. regarded as a demigod because, or half blood, because, um, like it doesn't say what her like none of the lineages. Yeah, yeah. But maybe she's just regarded as a half blood because she's a hunter of Artemis. She's cool as. Do hunters of Artemis only accept demigods? No. Oh, okay. Never mind what I was going with that then. Okay. Anyway, so and they the spirit of Artemis in them, the spirit of a hunter, huntress in them, is uh, able to go in. So basically, they. Do you have any other notes? Just one that was really funny, which was just the way... I have 15 minutes. I know, just the way that the pirates talked. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, basically... Get me a bowl of celery. Basically, Annabeth just then goes, Oh, you're Cersei. Shit. <laughs> Shit. Oh. <laughs> and then Percy's like, I'm over here. I'm over here. Over here. Over here. Basically just, you know, is like screaming out for her and she's like, I don't know which one you are. And then Cersei like goes away to go and get something and comes back. And in that time, Annabeth, you know, takes a multivitamin just like, because it's from Hermes. Yeah, so just yeah. like Hermes gave it to Odysseus, we're, you know, repeating stories here, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That's what this book is oh. for. <laughs> so, you know, she's had one of those and then Cersei goes, fuck, you foiled me. <laughs> and then she, Annabeth distributes all the multivitamins to all the guinea pigs. Probably and then Percy... Percy. You know, becomes human again, thankfully fully clothed, and he's like, "Thank God, <laughs> thank God, I'm fully clothed." That would have been super embarrassing. <laughs> and all of yeah, all of the Blackbeard and his pirates are there, and Annabeth's huge nerd and knows who Blackbeard is. Oh, big time! And yeah, so then Blackbeard and <laughs> yeah, she's like, his "Your name is hang on, where is it?" Edward Teach. Yeah, Edward Teach, and he's like, "Yeah, but most people just call me Blackbeard." <laughs> Anyway, and I just love that it's like, oh, there's a sorceress that captured us, lads. Run her through and then find me a mean big bowl of celery. Arr! <laughs> I was like, lol. Just added. Is it celery in my copy? I don't remember him saying that. Yeah. Then find me a mean big bowl of celery. It's funny. Oh, fuck, that's funny. Oh, right, I forgot to say that after, you know, before she distributes all the multivitamins, she's holding a knife to Cersei's throat because she's a badass. Yes, she is a badass. But yeah. Oh yeah, no, there's celery in my copy. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so then as, you know, Blackbeard and his friends are running after Cersei and she's screaming in terror, like, Oh my god, they're gonna catch me! (laughs) Because all her defensive magic is useless now. (laughs) Yeah, Annabeth and Percy, you know, run away and... In that fantastic fanfiction that I read, Raina helps them get onto a boat, but in this version, the less superior version. The real version. Yeah, they just, you know, find one for themselves and they're like, oh, they steal a pirate's ship. Yeah, they steal Blackbeard's ship, which you gotta have some balls on you to steal Blackbeard's ship. Because he's got a fetish for being a pirate. He's like, I'm gonna be a pirate. So, yeah. So yeah, then they get on the boat and Percy somehow magically gets it all to work for him and Annabeth's like Poseidon. Annabeth's like, that's hot. <laughs> she's like, that's <laughs> so cool. <laughs> and then they're, you know, sailing away into the sea monsters. And that is the end yeah. of chapter two. Not really a cliffhanger, a much calmer ending. It is, yeah. 
to the point where because it's not a cliffhanger, I don't remember what happens exactly like exactly next. No, I think in the, the timeline, sirens. So, probably yeah. because we're like more than halfway through the book now. Yeah, so. I can't remember how they find. Never mind. Well, is it sirens and then Polyphemus? Is that I think or is so. there something else in there as well? I can't remember because they've already met the Lashuradian giants. Look how much is left. Oh, yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> Here we go. We'll just look at the index, chapter index. Anyway. Yep, it's Sirens and then Polyphemus. So, you know, the next episode's going to be packed with first event moments because Joe's favourite chapter is coming up next. That was my favourite chapter. The Sirens is not your favourite chapter? No. Oh, I thought it was because they have a first event moment. That is a good chapter. No, my favourite is the Suicide. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Don't we didn't talk nearly enough about it then. Yeah, I don't know why. I, I, I just like this whole. Uh, I just like the you whole. You just like this book. <laughs> I just like the whole aesthetic of this book. I you really this... need to read Jason the Argonauts <laughs> or why? the Odyssey. Why? Because it's about the same shit. Joe. Oh, because I wouldn't like it as much if I read it. <laughs> no, because you would like it. Oh, okay. Just the, your facial expression as you said that made it be like this. No, you're saying crazy. you like the vibe, and I'm like, well, why don't you why? read the real stories and you'll like it even more. No, I like the Percy Jackson book. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. So, yeah, well, I mean, I don't really have anything else to say about those chapters. No. I feel like I say everything no. that I need to when I'm, you know, Sorry, telling us I about... Sorry, I should say I'm looking forward to Polyphemus. Really? Yeah. I'm looking forward to Clarissa, Polyphemus' island. That's what I'm looking forward Just to. Just all of Polyphemus' island. All, all the nissness of it. <laughs> because, you know, some people come back, a.k.a. Clarice. <laughs> Joe, no spoilies. Anyway, I'm just, and we get to see Grover again. We do. I am excited to see Grover again. The goat. Literally. Yeah. Yep. Percy gets to see his fiance. We gotta go get him back. <laughs> yes. Alright, well, okay, if you've got nothing else to say about these chapters, no. then I think we are done for today. Woo! Alright, well, if you want to follow us on social media, we are at Pod on Instagram. And if you want to email us, we are damnsnackbarpod at outlook.com. If you would like to follow me on social media, on Instagram, I'm at katiemack, that's K-A-T-I-E-M-A-C-K-K. And on Twitter and Tumblr, I am at fishjesus, F-I-S-H-J-E-Z-U-S. Maybe you should start plugging your TikTok too, so people can. Oh my god! On TikTok, I am <laughs> at Katie Mac again. That's K A T I E dot M A C triple K. Yeah, just so they can watch our, you know. Barbie oh my god! Videos. Yeah, seeing as we've talked about all of the Barbie <laughs> movies in this episode, yeah, guys, we spent a month in quarantine in 2020. It watching, felt like three. It watching was so every long. single Barbie movie and critiquing, not critiquing, but rating them and putting them in our, you know, big scale of which is the best and which is the worst. <laughs> Look, by the end of it, some of them are probably in the wrong spot because they were all blending together and we were uh, hating it by the end. Yeah. But the very first... They repeat storylines so many times. The so very like, first cool. probably 15 TikToks we made in that series. Good classics. Yeah, they were... They're probably in the right order. I think close to the first 20 were like in the right order. You reckon? Yeah. All we know is we fucking hate Fairytopia. Come oh. at me. Come at me. I don't even care. Fairytopia and... Fucking the Nutcracker. Bibble can fuck off. Oh, he can burn in a pit of acid. <laughs> Alright, so Joey, where can they find you? Oh, uh, you can find media? me on Instagram at joey.mcd. So it's joey.mcd. Oh, 33. Three. There's 33 three on here. You found the wrong person who wasn't there. Sorry. So, no, please go and follow that other account <laughs> and just so, spam them with. 
I don't Best post much, but if you want to chat, feel free to DM me. All right, and we will see you guys next week yes. for episode 15. Two. 17. Oh, no, episode 15. Oh, sorry. I was like, <laughs> chapter. No, wait. Chapter's 13. Sorry, it's 2.15. Whoa, brain fart. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye.